All right, being a risk taker, I get put in positions where I, I don't know, accumulate a lot of stories, good stories to tell. And uh, I always threaten to write a book, but I just haven't had the, you know, focus and attention to be able to sit in front of a computer and write down enough thoughts to constitute a book. So I use social media and podcasts and whatever else I have to sort of tell my story. So here's one for you. And this was super recently. So I did a, a TED Talk and... If no, those of you who aren't unfamiliar with the process, there's about six months worth of work that goes into a 12-minute presentation. Now, I do speaking for a living. I can talk three hours on a Saturday on a radio show and do the whole show off of like five bullet points. But I spent six months preparing for a 12-minute speech. It is one of the most difficult things that I've ever done. And so this is what it made it difficult. Now, I have uh, hearing problems and I have memory problems. Short-term memory is a, is a bust usually. And so for me to use my memory to memorize a 12-minute speech, almost impossible. I mean, I ad-lib most of all of my programming and all of my shows because I can't tap into memorize words, paragraphs, and, and whatever. But TED requires that you have a script and you stick to it and you read what you intended to write. So for the first three months of this, um, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and revised and, and kept working on a speech that I liked. And the writing process is your, your first couple drafts are terrible. And by the time you get to the ending drafts, it's a completely different speech, but you like it. It flows. You, you've got reason and, and purpose for every word uh, that you put on the page. And so it feels good because it feels like the, the, the words are very hardened and, and they have, you know, a lot more structure to them. And so the next three months was about rehearsal. And so the speech wasn't until March of this year. We get into like January, February. The weather starts getting nice. I take my papers with me everywhere I go. And wherever I'm at, I go out in the sun, in the cold, outdoors, and I pace around and I read through my speech, trying to memorize paragraphs, uh, trying to memorize, you know, uh, the flow, not trying, trying not to miss paragraphs. But anyway, so I, I did this and actually my mind was cooperating for a good bit of it. I was able to get through whole segments. Um, I use, you know, my speech was actually about the, the way that I overcome my hearing deficit and my memory by creating sort of like workarounds. And one of those workarounds was that I picture, I have, I have pictures that I snap into my brain and then the pictures that I snap into my brain translate down to words that I need to read. So in this speech, I had a series of, I think like 36 it's close to 40 different pictures. And when I would pace in the backyard, I would go, uh, I would go from my right and I would say the picture there is this. And then I go to the middle and the picture there is this. And I just kept pacing back and forth, memorizing those pictures and translating it down to the paragraphs, which, which worked really well. And again, my brain was cooperating, but the week before the speech, I decided that, okay, doing really well, I'm going to go into like super health mode. I'm going to get lots of extra sleep. I'm going to cut out any alcohol. I'm going to change my diet to all health foods. 
And on that Saturday, so it was six days before my speech, I cut all that stuff out and my brain absolutely took a dump. I could not get through a single paragraph memorizing the next deal. So all of my strategy, everything that was working so well, went out the window. I couldn't do recalling. I couldn't get, even if I had the picture, I couldn't get through the sentences, but I had rehearsed and, and gone through the material so many times. My brain knew it. It just wasn't delivering anything you know, back at me. So I got through two days of just devastation and I got to Monday and I was like, okay, well, let me get back to my normal diet. I'll get back to my normal routine and maybe my, my brain will respond and deliver back what I'm asking of it. And no dice. Kept practicing kept going through the rehearsal, started involving my family and mornings we would go through the rehearsal and evenings we'd go through the rehearsal. They were, they were trying to help coach my brain into this. The day of the dress rehearsal. So I was going to finally get on stage and they were going to do a technical read through of the speech. And I had not been able to get through a single paragraph, let alone the whole speech in the last six days. And uh, now is rehearsal day. And so I, 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 I go to my, my TED coach and I was like, Hey, my brain dumped out. I, I, do I bail out of this? Like, what the heck do I do? And so the coach sat me down and said, here's what we're going to do. We are going to remember the first word of every paragraph. That's all. Don't worry about the rest of the paragraph. Just get through the first word. So I'd go to first paragraph and I would read a word, second paragraph, read a word and third paragraph. And I, and I was able to know that of all of the paragraphs that I had, what the opening word was. And he was like, all right, well, that, that is a start. Now, instead of the verbiage, don't worry about what words are there. Just give me the general idea what that paragraph is about. So we read through and, and, and I read and said, okay, well, I, I, I was ad-libbing at this point because I knew what it was about and I put it in different words, but the original words that I'd written down the, in the beginning weren't coming back to me. And, but I, it felt like I was making progress because I went from first word of the paragraph and concept of the paragraph. I was like, if I just had more time and I was like, I, I want to say this was like 10 o'clock in the morning and my speech was due to go off at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. So I had a couple hours. And so we were trying to come up with a, a strategy of maybe making my rehearsal dead last and then allowing me to go back to my office and, and read through my script a bunch of times and just keep doing plugging away and see if I can uncover all that stuff in the brain. And so I got back to my office and I did one read through and I got called back to the auditorium and said, and they said, uh, we're doing pictures on the stage. Can you come back? And I was like, Oh, okay. It's part of the process. I know I'm going to waste some time, lose some time here and have to go back and do these pictures. But I, I, there's plenty of time after that. I'll come back to my office and continue. Well, when I got back up there, the director of the whole show said, yeah, we can't move you. Um, you have to go when you're, when you're ready or when, when you're called. And I was not next, but in two speakers. And so there wasn't enough time for me to go anywhere. There wasn't enough time to even go to rehearsal. So I kind of just submitted. My coaches were telling me that I know this stuff. Just submit, just let whatever it is. And I was thinking like, all right, I'm going to go on stage. In the last seven days, I've not gotten through my actual speech at all. This is either going to be a train wreck or my brain's going to give me what I need when I need it. And I kind of just calmed down and said, there's no, no other choices. It's not like I can do anything. So let's just go do it. And so I went on stage and I would say 
of the whole speech, it was about 95% recalled directly from, directly from the, the script. There was like two missing lines that I glossed over. Now, the second day, now this was rehearsal day, and I was like, wow, that's amazing how I was so anxious and so worked up about it that my brain wasn't cooperating because it was a high stress, high anxiety, and I was putting so much pressure. But if I just you know, submitted and said, I'm going to let this be whatever it's going to be, my brain did what it's supposed to do, which is you know, recall the memories like normal people are able to do. But the second day, not only did I hit almost all of the original lines, I even, my brain even put in some new lines that were a little bit better than, and, and added a little bit more context. Now, I used all my workarounds, I used my memory, I presented, and I think it went well. But the element of that trauma, and I don't know how many people experience this, where when they're, they're put in a pressure position, how they feel like they're ill-prepared or, uh, you know, or, or it's going to be a disaster or they're embarrassed or they're scared. How many people, like my brain was doing things like maybe I'll just call in sick. Maybe I'll pull the fire alarm. Maybe, you know, maybe the weather will come in and this place will get canceled. And I was hoping for an out because I was so scared to go on that stage and be embarrassed in front of people. And it just, it, it didn't end up working that way. It didn't end up working out that way. It was a great experience and I had a really good time. And, you know, from my perspective, I conquered something that was as scary as anything that I've ever hit. And it was all like a self-inflicted thing. You know, when I go back, I usually am able to reverse engineer stuff and say, what would I do different next time? Would I really, you know, go back and not? You know, I, I blame the me eating healthy, cutting out alcohol and, you know, getting more sleep is something that created enough change, but maybe that's not it at all. Maybe the days leading up, I started feeling the pressure more and it had nothing to do with those other things. So how would I even go back and change things to make it a better experience? I don't know. I think I had to go through the experience exactly how it was. So, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Stories from the Joe Danny Podcast. <laughs>